0: All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
1: Hey peas, it's Kate here. Hello, and it's Mandy. We just wanted to talk to you about something so exciting for you,
2: which might be working with us. That's right, we are pretty. Zoom friendly. We are nifty with the PowerPoint <laughs> is all I have to say. So we have enjoyed the last couple of weeks working with some corporate groups, some community groups, a local council, the libraries. We can speak to your group. We've spoken to carers. We have. We've spoken to the bomb. We Come have. On.
1: That's the top of Australia. Exactly. The bomb. That's as high as
2: you can go. So if you want to work with us, get in contact with us at our website, twopeasinapodcast.com.au. Yep. And um, we would love to we have a chat about to. how we can work with your yep. with your group.
1: Yep. Of course, we charge a little bit of money. That's because actually we are valuable people <laughs> <laughs> and yep. we put the money towards the podcast, the booklets, and at the moment during COVID, actually putting food on the table. Yeah. So if you would like to work with us, we would love to work with you. Um, just hit us up. Yeah.
2: We would like to acknowledge that this podcast maiden is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the... Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we would like to pay respect to their eldest past, present and immersion and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And today we have a beautiful Paralympian, a TV presenter, a mother and a social worker who specialises in domestic and family violence for people living with a disability.
1: This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F-word, so it's not really suitable for children.
3: Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right. This is a language warning. Oh, shit. Shit.
1: Hello Kate. Look, Auntie Lisi, you will be glad to know that it does feel like spring today. Oh
2: my gosh, September Melbourne. Yes. Beautiful sunshine.
1: It's just so beautiful. I know it's going to be 15 and raining in a couple of days. <laughs> well, we're taking it. Yeah, it's just such a gift. Yeah, especially and,
2: during lockdown. Oh, so my daughter's doing her, you know, work outside in the veranda yeah. in the sun. Much better than being in her bedroom rolling around on the floor in a blanket. I know. And the um,
1: <laughs> the my boys were out the front today, and Woody turned to me and said, "It's just a different sort of warm." Oh, and I was like, "Yes, yes come it's on, on, Melbourne. Your skin. Come <laughs> it's on. not like sitting in front of a heater. It's beautiful." <laughs> anyway, that's okay. Yeah. We love our city. We do. Weather, flirt, the cheers. But anyway, <laughs> she leads us on and then we back, get the puffy jackets yeah, back out. Yeah, that's okay. All right. We've got a beautiful guest today. Yes. Would you like to introduce yourself?
3: Well, I just laugh. I'm laughing to myself because whenever I go to Melbourne and I get into the taxi and it's freezing, <laughs> they always say this, oh, you should have been here yesterday, <laughs> it was so Beautiful. And then the whole time I'm in Melbourne, freezing <laughs> I'm from Brisbane. I'm sitting here in a singlet right now. Everyone says the same thing. Oh yes, that was magnificent. <laughs> it was so beautiful and sunny. <laughs> so I'm thinking, Oh, you're such a me- you, you two are such Melbourne. I'm <laughs> we, we, um, we are. We are. We are. we And I, I've I've got jackets in my wardrobe that I bought in Melbourne when I was in Melbourne because <laughs> I thought I was going to die. In house, but I've never worn them since.
2: <laughs> well, I've got jackets too that I bought and I haven't worn them this year because we haven't been anywhere. No. So we're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of money. Oh, look, Melbourne. I, I,
3: I do, I do, I feel lucky up here. I, I have to say it's been, yeah, we, we, we feel, we feel everyone's you know, Pain, but we don't really understand it. You know, it's like yeah. saying, you know, you understand it, but we don't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's true. We should say we're talking to beautiful Carney. Yes. <laughs> who has been to Melbourne and, and experienced our
3: beautiful weather. <laughs> <laughs> I snuck in. I snuck in a trip to Melbourne sometime just recently for Source Kids. You know, yeah, source yes. is and I yeah. was yes. there. I spoke to a whole bunch of mothers. Um, with children with disabilities, and that was such a fun event. I, I got to stay in a fancy hotel, and oh, gosh, I miss hotel. <laughs> yes.
2: I know. Oh, we love Emma and everyone at Sors Kids. the hotel. I
3: know. Yeah. It's mm. great. Did, I've done a couple of them now for them, so that was, bit, it was lots of fun.
2: Did you speak at their dinner? Did they have a dinner? I did. Yes, I remember, because we couldn't get yeah, there. They invited oh, us, but yeah, we couldn't we were get there. we supposed to come. We yes. would have met you.
3: You would have met me. You'd know my story already. So luckily you
4: didn't go, really. So, <laughs> yes,
3: well, let's, I came down Let's path. do it. Let's start let with let our questions. Let's start at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Okay, so the quest, first question I want to ask you is do you have music or a band that really either peps you up like when you're going to the gym or something or when you're feeling down, it really helps you through those times?
3: Yeah, I do. I'm really, when I'm in the house, I pretty much only play Xavier Rudd or The okay. Elbert which are just really easy to listen to. And I've been to Xavier Rudd's concerts and he's incredible. But in terms of um, like my number one favourite (laughs) musician, I've been to every single one of Robbie Williams.
1: Oh, (laughs)
3: yes. I love Robbie Williams. Yeah, he's in my top three. I, I really love, really love Robbie Williams.
1: Yeah, and
3: I've got to say, when it comes to like you know getting me up and ready and partying, absolutely anything from the '90s. Yeah, I'm really quite annoying at parties. Like I think that I'm a DJ after a couple of you know, kind of so I <laughs> I think I've got the best. I think I've got the best playlist. So I'm often the one plugging my phone and going, "Guys, I've got the best song." Yeah, ever. look <laughs> everyone up on the dance floor. Yeah, <laughs> yep, well, there were yep. some and hits the
2: in the '90s. 90s. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. The nineties are my oh, time too. It was when I was
3: young, a teenager. Buster Move, you know, Buster Move. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Buster Move. Yeah. Baby mm-hmm. got back, so mix a lot. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, awesome. You you just want the songs that you used to dance to, really. Yeah. You know. And plus Abba.
3: They're all coming back now. They're all been being written. I like Abba. Mm-mm. Oh. No. I do I love not ABBA. Like Abba.
1: I don't care, I don't I don't have an opinion on I the new stuff, because, but I really
3: like the old uh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's because I've been bridesmaid seven times and ABBA reminds me of the end of the night at a wedding <laughs> when everyone's like ho- hooking up with the wrong people <laughs> and doing things they shouldn't be doing and the DJ's just pumping out some dancing queen. I just think it's so <laughs> As a single woman, as a single woman at the end
2: of the night. Oh, don't play okay. Dancing Queen. Don't throw that bouquet <laughs> to me. Yeah. Do not yep. try. Oh,
3: they always throw
2: it to me. Oh, <laughs> I hate that tradition.
1: I know. It's a weird. Yeah. The whole Even weddings are weird. I didn't right? do
2: it because I knew my friends were like, don't do that. It's awful. So, yeah.
1: yeah. It's just weird. Anyway. All right.
3: My friends threw it out my head. <laughs> I had no choice but to catch it.
2: <laughs> Tell us, did you win any awards at school?
3: Well, I was the only child with a disability at my school. I'm from Rockhampton, so the East capital of Australia. Ah. So you can probably, actually I was Miss Beef Week 1996, so there's an award for you. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Beef Week? <laughs> from, I know, right? Miss Beef Week Is there a photo? Gosh. Of course. I've got to say I, I thought I had a sash, but I might, that may have been a a, a memory that's not really true. We need true. a photo of that. I can't find that. the sash. But, uh, <laughs> I, can, I, can get, I can get you a photo. I <laughs> had the Kubra. No, no, no tiara. Um, awards. Before that, that was, I do God, 1996, I was 17. So you can probably imagine in the 80s when I went to school, people with disabilities didn't easily or, you know, you know, we didn't go to mainstream schools at all. Mm, mm. Um, I, I say that thinking to myself, nothing much has changed with easily, mm. but um, yep. there were special schools and that's where you were supposed to go. Even like I had a, I've got a muscle, I've got a muscle wasting disease. So I've got, um, you know, muscle weakness and use a wheelchair for longer distances. So, Really, whenever I did try and play sport against the able-bodied kids, I'd come home with participation certificates mm-hmm. and good try ribbons mm-hmm. <laughs> So I won lots of those awards yep. until I discovered that I was a really good speaker and debater. Mm-hmm. So I sort of ah. really quickly uh, found myself in that world. I don't know if I won an award for it, though, because my life as a Paralympian began really young. So I guess right. I've kind of I've got no me- I've got no memories of school because I was quickly in the Australian team yeah. and then I won a lot yeah. of awards in that world. But not school wise, yes. I can't really remember anything except for the good try ribbons, which I didn't
1: want. <laughs> no. <laughs> no participation awards, definitely.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah
3: right. those, those ones.
2: And the the last question, the question that we ask everyone is: Why are you a member of the P tribe?
3: Well, thanks for having me as a member of the Pink Enjoying Tribe. Him. I have a disability, like yep. I just said. I was born with a neuromuscular wasting disease. Um, so I've been living with my disability for 42 years now. So mm. I I guess that's why I'm a P, but I've, got a, I've also got a son. His name is Kai. Yeah. He's four. And yeah. when I was pregnant with him, very unexpectedly pregnant with him, he was a bit of a... Um, <laughs> Unexpected surprise. Um, <laughs> I didn't know whether I was going <laughs> I didn't know whether I was going to pass on my condition to him because right. I wasn't genetically diagnosed at that stage.
5: I've mm. just been
3: genetically diagnosed a year ago. if you can right. believe it. Really? So when everyone would ask me when I was pregnant, um, is your child going to have your disability or disease' Which is a really personal, oh, loaded question. Mm, yep. As you would know, as you would yep. know, I wasn't able to answer yes or no to that, and I knew what I knew what would happen if I did say I don't know or yes. Yep. So my child um, doesn't have my condition. Right,
1: yeah. right. And so if we can go back to, I'm sure you can't remember, but your mum's probably told you when you were born, were you? Did your parents find out at birth? that you had this muscle wasting?
3: Yeah, so... Yeah. Mum kept on badgering the doctors when she was pregnant because all her friends, best friends, Bev and Jill, <laughs> would say to her, you know, kicking and, you know, how does it feel and they can he- feel this. And she didn't feel anything wow. for the whole nine months. And she kept on badgering the doctors about it and they said, just go away, being paranoid. And then I arrived and... In a very traumatic mm-hmm. birth, breach, and I, I looked, um, when you see photos of me, um, there was definitely something not quite right, NQR I say, NQR, and um, from there they diagnosed me with spinal muscular mm-hmm. atrophy, which I was diagnosed at the birth, and then from the age of 28 onwards I desperately tried to get diagnosed right. myself. Because I'd seen and met so many people with SMA. In fact, my best friend married somebody with SMA, yes. <laughs> um, who she met through me. And I knew I had a muscle disease, obviously, but I just knew that I didn't have SMA. Mm. And also, the test said at 28 I didn't have SMA. But up until that point, you know, mum and dad were told at birth that I had SMA, and I progressively progressively get worse. I wouldn't walk, I wouldn't crawl, I wouldn't live past my teenage years and um, all those lovely doctor's degrees told my parents to make me as comfortable as possible as exercise actually makes this condition worse. Wow. So I think that was probably the hardest part of the diagnosis mm. for my parents, as you can understand,
5: yeah. because
3: not only didn't it didn't make sense to, to do nothing, um, but also, my father's an athlete, so my father right. represented Australia
5: mm. at sport
3: and he still competes at 67. he's probably the he's probably the fittest person I've ever been around in my whole life. Mm. so it was yeah. just so weird for him so luckily for me, he actually he just started doing exercise with me
5: yeah. and who knows
3: if it worked? i mean obviously i've got I've, i' haven't got s m a but mm. um exercise has become a very big part of my life um mm. and, and for me, I always feel better when I exercise. I don't mean yeah. better like disabled better. <laughs> Just <being> no, better <laughs> mentally and mental health. Yes, um, yes. yeah. I also got, uh, yeah, mental health, and I don't and I don't get wasting cramps um, yeah. when I okay. do exercise. Yeah, so that really helps. Yeah. Mm.
1: Mm. Wow. So do you therefore exercise every day?
3: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, oh, actually, I don't wish. <laughs> I'm really careful when I say this, actually, because, you know, I'm obviously a Paralympian, but, you know, whenever people talk about disability in the media Mm -hmm. or in any kind of um, public way, they always talk, and especially in regards to my own media experience, I'm always the girl that beats the odds.
5: Mm -hmm. They
3: always say, you know... I can walk, and I'm still alive because I'm 42. Or when they talk about Alex McKinnon, who broke his neck, he, he broke his mm-hmm. neck playing football. They always mm-hmm. say, "Oh, look, Alex McKinnon. He tries really hard, and he can still walk." You know, mm-hmm. walk down the aisle. You know, Alex is an incomplete quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. He can walk, but he walks like an incomplete quadriplegic. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm always worried that we put this unnecessary burden or pressure on all people with a disability to say, you've got to try harder Mm. because you can't walk. Mm. If you tried harder, you could Mm. walk. Now, that's a load of crap Mm. and it's not true. And not everyone with a disability likes to exercise, just like not all able-bodied people like exercise. So I just want to be really Mm. careful with that because for me, I didn't have spinal muscular mm. atrophy and if I did then I would be just like my best friend's yeah. husband yeah. you know exercise may make me feel better but it, I would be I would have progressed um, yes the way the disease would have progressed yeah it just happened to me that I've been diagnosed with congenital typenopathy which just means I'm missing muscle so I'm missing major muscle groups right. so I've always had no glutes I've always had no hamstrings I'll never be Kim Kardashian. <laughs> which is really good because I don't don't have to do squats anymore. (laughs) Once I found out I had no, like, glutes, I was like, oh, my God, this is the best news ever. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) You never have to do squats or (laughs) glute bridges, which I've done my whole life.
2: Oh, my God. And I can't lift
3: my arms above my head and and I've got, like, contractures in my hands and feet. So I walk with, like, severe lordosis. So in other words, I'm missing muscles and the muscles I do have uh, do everything. Yep. So that's and it is not progressive. Yep. So that's the beauty of my disease. Like I have progressed after each operation, yeah. but then I've I've been able to um, come back to pretty much the same level. But now I'm getting older, yeah. so things are obviously a bit different. Mm. So that's just aging, right? Mm. <laughs> mm. That is just a. It is. Yeah,
2: Can you did. remember anything in your early childhood yeah, and in and terms of therapy and being made to do physio and all that sort of stuff? Do you have memories of that?
3: Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, yes, I do. I really, mum and dad found a standing frame, you know, the bloody <laughs> standing frame, all all mums with disabilities, well, physically disabled kids are probably yep. used, um, so she strapped me into that. Try and get my legs in whatever working. Obviously, back then no MRI, so they didn't realise I didn't have any muscles, so oh. there was no point. But <laughs> you know, it strapped me into that, and then dad, dad put it onto wheels, so he made like a little wheelbarrow type thing and put the standing frame onto wheels. Yeah. He painted it with little flowers, and <laughs> Mum pushed me around the neighbourhood on that for for yep. many many hours a day. And yeah, look, wow. I did swimming, and then I did. Um, horse riding for the disabled, yep, which I yep. did for, for a very, very long time. And it was funny, after, when I was a bit older, I'd go on you know, holidays and whenever there was like an activity, the only activity I could ever do on a holiday was either snorkelling or horse riding. So I'd always be like, oh, I'll go horse riding because I can ride horses, you know, because I went along yep. to horse riding for the disabled for all those years. <laughs> so I remember when I first got on my first real horse, on holidays, I realised that all the horses um, at uh, riding to the disabled (laughs) may be disabled themselves, (laughs) but don't move much. Like, they're old, they're not supposed to move much. (laughs) Yep. And I remember getting on this first horse, being like, oh, yeah, guys, I can ride a horse. Yeah, I'm a horse rider.
4: No, I cannot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just held on for dear life because, of course, like anyone <laughs> in school, scary. you've going to sign a million forms. You got to yeah. say, you know, public liability and you got to like sign your yeah. bloody life away and get a medical clearance. And I don't know where from, yeah. you know, from these medical clearance magical unicorn lands. But yeah, so you had to do <laughs> yes. lots of rehab. But luckily for me, I've, I've always been a kid, luckily, that, liked, that really likes being active. But I wasn't yeah. one of those kids. Yeah. yeah. And I really love swimming.
1: Yeah. So tell us the story of how you, I have listened to your um, TED Talk, which we will pop up in the show notes so everybody can um, listen to it and we'll get back to the topic of that. But you did tell how you um, went to the swimming and decided to be a Paralympian. But, um, yeah, tell us that. How did that happen? (laughs)
3: Well, I went to the Sporting Wheelies and Disabled Association uh, Queensland Invitational Games. Uh-huh. Um, I say that because I'm still an ambassador for Sporting Wheelies, and I still go to their gym uh, all these years later. So, Mum found this competition, which you can probably imagine in the '80s, like disabled sport wasn't yeah. a thing. Those two worlds didn't go together. Yeah. Nobody, nobody had heard about the Paralympic yeah. Games. So, it's pretty incredible that she found this and then decided to take me, which. We went down on a big plane from Rockhampton to Brisbane and, you know, like most kids, mum sort of said, oh, you're in the 25 metres freestyle event. And I said, great. I did think to myself, oh, I can't remember ever actually swimming 25 metres or a whole lap before, but great, because you're an adult, so you must be telling me the truth. (laughs) So mum entered me into it knowing that I could not make 25 metres freestyle, but she brought me down to this competition so excited, didn't really think things through. And um, I thought she was just being really cool and supportive by wearing her togs. <laughs> so she, she put the togs on because she thought, well, Carnie's not going to make 25 metres freestyle and what am I, what am I thinking? <laughs> so mum was the only mum there wearing her togs and I dived oh, in and I course. made a very, very long 25 metres freestyle in four minutes and 56 seconds. and came out with a magical blue ribbon. Yes. The first blue ribbon I'd won. Yes. And so excited, like all kids, when they win their first
2: blue ribbon.
3: Went back to show and tell with the kids and sat my parents down in a very official type meeting at the age of eight and said, Mum and Dad, (laughs) it's obvious I'm good at swimming. (laughs) I'm 25 metres freestyle so in 4 minutes and 56 seconds. Yes. yes. So I've decided what I want to do with my life. I no longer want to be GK on the netball team because that's what I wanted to do before yep. then. Yep,
2: yep. It could be the goalkeeper. worst
3: possible position and sport yep. for me to play. Yeah, yep. but I was really good Being um, <laughs> a person who uses a wheelchair and a person who can't lift her arms above her head. Yeah. Yes, yes. No no but and I told my parents that I wanted to be an Olympic swimmer because I'd never heard about a Paralympic game. Yeah. And they just nodded their heads at me, really. And then mum ran into her bedroom. I thought she was running into her bedroom to tell Bev and Jill that, uh, ring, ring Bev and Jill and say, guess what, Bev and Jill? Carney's <laughs> going to be an Olympic swimmer, because she's so good <laughs> at swimming. But she went in there to cry of course, um behind closed doors. And think, she thought to herself, what have I done? I've just given my child another thing. I've just shown my child another activity that she uh, she can't do. She mm. definitely can't be an Olympic swimmer. Mm. And luckily for me, I didn't know that she cried. I, like I said, I really thought that she thought the best idea ever. Yes. yes. And the, the lucky thing for me was at the time is that because I found what I thought was something I was good at, which clearly I wasn't good at it at the time, <laughs> like four minutes and 56 seconds ain't fast <laughs> or good. Um, and I think maybe all the, all the kids with disabilities got the exact same blue ribbon. But I didn't know, right? So yeah, I yep. thought I was good. Yep. yep. And that's all that mattered. That's mm-hmm. true. I felt good at something. I felt strong, which you don't feel when you have a muscle disease. You never no. feel strong. Mm. yeah. And the beauty of what happened was, the beauty is is that the kids believed it. Mm. So then from that moment onwards, Whenever the teachers would say, Who wants to do, you know, 200 meters butterfly at the inter school, whatever, state carnival, swimming carnival, they'd say, Carney. Oh. Carney will do it. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It didn't matter how good I got at swimming as a Paralympian and a world record holder. I could never do 200 meters butterfly. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's <laughs> so pretty, very yeah. to to be cured. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you definitely. You definitely need to be able to lift your arms. Yes, like definitely. To be able to be butterflies. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yes. So that's the beauty of what happened to me is that all of a sudden the kids saw me as a swimmer. Yeah. And it's awesome. it was really, in, it was really instant. Mm. And then it kind of, it kind of like became my shield. Yeah. Mm.
1: And so. That makes sense. When did you um, actually start swimming for Australia? I was
3: twelve. Yeah! Wow. So pretty quick. I, I, I actually. Well, mum and dad, when they nodded their heads, of course they thought I'd get over it, like ballet and everything yeah. else I did, and the GK. But I kept on saying I want to go to the pool, mm. and I, and I did, and luckily, again, all this is all luck, right? Mm. It shouldn't be luck. It probably isn't luck as much anymore because I think. You know, we're all very aware of Paralympics now. More aware of disabled sport, yeah. But back then, I just struck luck Mm. that I found a coach that just took me on, yeah, awesome, and trained me like I was like I was an able-bodied kid, Mm. which I couldn't keep up. I mean, I was so much slower than everybody else. Everybody, Mm. everybody was passing me and swimming over top of me and jumping Uh, over me. But I just loved it. Yeah, and that's when I became, I guess, yeah. When I when I ride on this train from at twelve, like for me, it was the first time I felt like a part of of a majority. Yeah,
5: mm. yeah. And
3: I didn't, I didn't know anybody else had a disability. I thought yeah. I, I was it. You know, like I was. Yeah. So my world was not full of anybody else with a disability, mm. and all of a sudden, my life was full of people with disabilities, and. I just remember, like, that feeling of, oh, my gosh, you know, I can flick my hair and feel pretty. I can talk. I can walk in front of Mm. people without feeling embarrassed or being teased. It was just, it was like paradise. Yeah, Mm. Mm.
1: yeah. Mm. Amazing, amazing. And so which was the first um, Paralympics you competed at?
3: 96. The same week, the same year as Beef Week. (laughs) Big year, this no, Miss beef week. <laughs> year twelve, year twelve, this beef week, and first time i went to the Paralympic games. Wow,
1: so what imagine, a year?
3: You can, you, yeah, yeah, you can imagine as a kid too. Don't forget, I, I hadn't like I hadn't even seen the Paralympic games on yeah,
5: TV. Yeah,
3: because yeah. it hadn't it hadn't been on TV. No, and I was thrust into this world with five thousand mm. other. Um, Athletes with disabilities, and it was just magic. Like I'd yeah. never seen anybody who looked like me, and then all of a sudden, everybody looked like yeah. me. It was just, and that's and that's the beauty of the Paralympics. I think that's why we go to so many because we just crave that of feeling of a majority, mm, and yeah, and being able to be completely yourself.
2: Mm. What was your classification in the swimming?
3: S <laughs> six, um, uh-huh. so. If anybody knows anything that swimming, it's a bit different to most other sports, and that is we're done on a point system. Yep. So there's no such thing as a paraplegic class or a quadriplegic class yeah, like not. there is in other, in other sports. So yep. you're just on a physio, a physio, a whole bunch of physios, see what you can and can't do. They give you a point system. Yep. It adds up, and then you're in ethics, right? Yep. Yep. So you can only imagine that there's not many people, if any, um, people swimming with a muscle disease. Yeah. So there was mm-hmm. nobody like me in my class. Yeah. So I was racing all different disabilities. So
2: yes.
3: Uh, people with paraplegia, double, leger, a, double Ampities, leg, double yeah. amputations, double arm, little people, yeah. cerebral palsy, all different classifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, all different yep. uh, disabilities. Mm. Yeah. Awesome.
2: It's, it's, um, my girls were classified because they do athletics. It was a T37 and a T38, so they're twins. So I was mm-hmm. very grateful they weren't the same. But I didn't want them competing against each other. Yeah, lucky. (laughs) But they competed for Victoria in primary school and it was just the most amazing thing to go and see all these children with disabilities from New South Wales and Queensland and Northern Territory, Mm. South Australia. Yeah. And for a few days my girls were just like oh yeah she's a 38 like me oh she's a 37 just all that stuff they just we all came alive and then as the mums we could all sit and chat together about and then we were like
3: do you reckon that's a 36 i don't think so yeah 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 yeah. classification cheating classification is a thing i know and um it's just like, it's like kind of like drugs and sport. Yeah, I, mean, I reckon it is. It's, it is. Bru- it's brutal. I can see so, that. I, I,
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. So I was classified at eight and then at 12, so I was too young to be able to achieve.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, damn it. What a shame. Damn it. You just really are a good swimmer.
3: <laughs> yeah. Do you still swim? Uh, not really. I, weirdly, I swam every day of my pregnancy. I had such a terrible pregnancy, a rough pregnancy.
5: Yeah.
3: And the only time I felt out of pain within the water yeah. yeah, and I swam every day up until 36 weeks but I haven't I don't really think I've swum since I get you know in the right. I get in the pool with my kid yeah but yeah. Like, my shoulders are just my shoulders are ruined yeah. yeah i have rather both reconstructed
2: yeah it's like pushing
3: a chair yeah
2: you know, of for like, as
3: many years I have I just don't it's not worth it for me to get in the pool because then I just suffer for a week
2: afterwards.
3: yeah I do miss it though i like I love getting in the water, mm. but um, I can't. I, yeah, I, I can't do the K's that I used to do. No. What was
2: it like becoming a mum, and how did you manage having a newborn?
3: <laughs> well, um, like I said, it was an unexpected yeah. uh, surprise. Mm. It's funny whenever, uh, whenever you're, I think a, a woman with a disability when you fall pregnant, everyone expects you to have fallen pregnant by IVF, right? So. You know, people people always ask you totally, mm. you know, personal.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, what's the right word for <laughs> People ask people with disabilities, and of course, their parents of, of uh, yeah. children with disabilities the most inappropriate. Yeah, they do. They're all intrusive and right? in very
1: room. intrusive.
3: And yep. and boring, right? Yeah, that's boring. It's and none of their day. business. You're like, really? None yeah. of their business. Yeah, exactly.
2: I remember a doctor so, saying to me at a party once. So, what was it like an infection or something? And I was just
3: like, mate, like know, right? honestly, shut up. Yeah. But even if you say yes, what are you going to say I then? Know, what am I, I, I going to say? And I, was I just say like, to people, Is it- shut yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're going to ask someone a question, I always tell people, be ready for the two responses you could possibly get. Mm. Otherwise, don't ask the question. Because when I was pregnant, my sisters with disabilities and my sisters who use wheelchairs said to me, oh, mate, the questions get so much worse. And I'm thinking, there's no way they could get any worse, right? So the top three questions I was asked when I was disabled, when I was disabled, hilarious. The top three (laughs) questions I was asked when I was pregnant... (laughs) was um how did you fall pregnant? Ah.
5: Oh.
3: And the second question was how are you going to look after your your child? Yeah. Is your mum going to move in? How are you going to lift your, ki- lift your kid in the bath? How are you going to lift your kid in the car? How are you going to catch your kid when he runs away from you, when he's two? Yeah. And the third most common question was that one I spoke about before, which was is your child going to have yeah. your disability? Yeah. Mm. You know, and the first question, like I said, you should always be ready for both responses. So everyone mm. expected me to say IVF. Mm. So when I said a couple of gin and tonics and a root, yeah. <laughs> they <were> like, what? <laughs>
2: that's the best that answer ever. That is a good answer ever. Gonna,
1: people always ask mums of twins. <laughs> yeah, mums of um, twins, always.
2: It, were they planned?
1: Did you plan twins, which is IVF their way of saying, did you have IVF? So I think that's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, a couple of G and T's and a root. <laughs>
3: Yeah, a couple of G and Ts in a row. The second question, of course, how how am I going to be, a, you know, a mother really? Mm. And as you can imagine, the first time mother, I didn't know. Yeah. Like anyone doesn't know. No. And one knows. also, no one knows. But also, I'm in an electric wheelchair, and my wheelchair goes six k's an hour. So, mate, guess who's catching the two year old at the playground? <laughs> Me.
1: Not me. I can't run six and days an hour. Able
3: bodied <laughs> able bodied mothers can't no. able-bodied mothers can't catch their two oh, so No. I found, Especially two of
2: them. Oh.
3: I tell people if you're gonna if you're gonna ask like, I dare you to go and ask an able bodied mother mm. to see those questions.
2: Yeah. Rude.
3: You know I like think it would be soul destroying. See, see the response that you get. Yeah. yeah.
1: How dare you say how do you think you're gonna cope with being a it, mother?
3: Well yeah. also I, mean, I didn't Yeah. I don't know, and also, like, it's just—it's kind of like interesting how people think if you're able-bodied, you're a, a good mum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just equate like that. Like, no, oh, I'm a social worker, mate. So let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. We've I have DHS. met a lot yes. of people yes. with all those muscles i missing yes. who are not good parents. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I've yet to meet. Yeah, I'm yet to meet an adult who says, "Oh, my mother was a terrible mother." because she didn't have glutes or hands yeah, no, or a muscle no, no. Or, You know, like, like really? So I guess for me it's an interesting way that people look at disability, like um, if you have a disability, which is so natural, it's so natural to be a parent mm, Yes, and it's so natural to be ambitious. It's so natural to need to be successful, to be able to live and eat and buy houses and rent houses. But for some reason, people don't associate that with disability. Like, we don't need those things or want those things. Like, mm. I have to work to be able to pay for my mortgage and my child. That's right. I am a, I'm a female. Mm. So, of course, I wanted, to, you know, not all females want to have kids, but I wanted to have a child. Mm. Yeah. And I truly didn't know if I could. Like, my whole life, there was a lot of question marks around it. Mm. So, I just. I guess, like most people with disabilities, I put it into the bucket of things that I probably wouldn't be able to do, and I had to just get over it Mm. because that's how you have, that's how you survive in life. Anyone, like, obviously, if I spent my whole life going every morning, oh, I really hope I'm not disabled today, then I'm going to be pretty miserable, right? So, obviously, there are some things in my life, like running a marathon, I'm never going to be able to do. So I sort of put that in that bucket, yeah. like, oh, I won't be able to have kids because my body won't be able to mm. handle it. And I also had really bad endometriosis, mm. I'd had, like, three laparoscopies. Yeah. Yeah. So when I felt pregnant, um, it was a bit of a shock, and I've never shocked so many people with the same <laughs> news. Like, I wish I'd filmed
2: yeah. everybody's
3: reaction. Yeah, would be <laughs> awesome. A
2: great TikTok oh right God. now. I'll,
4: Oh,
3: my brother actually lost colour in his face. He oh, went pale and blotchy. Really? And so, yeah, I was just so worried because obviously, because I'm such a, I have such a rare disease, mm. and I live, you know, I've had like 30 operations. I'm yeah. um, in an electric wheelchair. Yeah. I I can still walk, yeah. but nobody had ever, obviously, um, no doctor had ever delivered a baby yeah. with my condition right. or my disease. He looked like me. So I was at the high-risk doctor, the high-risk, what do you call it? The director of the high-risk unit. So yep. I was at the <laughs> – that's how high-risk I was. Yeah, at the top of the pyramid. Um, at the top of the pyramid. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm so used to being that anyway. Yeah, of course no you being, are. There's no yep. with that. But, yeah, I, I've got to say um, I've never experienced pain like that in my entire life mm. for nine months, really? ever. Mm. It was just – yeah, because I've got such severe lordosis, my yeah. back felt like it was going to break. Yeah, and I couldn't sit up. Sort of from twenty weeks, you know, I was like, I, I had to lie down on my side. I developed a heart condition, uh, like it on my heart, because my body was struggling so yeah. much.
2: Yeah,
3: But it was mostly pain. It wasn't like it wasn't risky, like to my health. I was mm-hmm. just in agony. Mm-hmm. Um, and and of course, I didn't want to say that because yeah. no. then does be say like, well, I told you so. Like, What's the point, yeah. right? Yeah. So you sorry. And mom, yeah. I and mean, my mum was so like, mom, my mum was you could just you could just see it in her face. She was so worried and anxious yeah. and hmm. and I guess nobody really ever thought that I'd probably get back to what I got back to, like being able to walk and lots sort of stuff. Hmm. But yeah, I got it. I got to thirty seven weeks. Awesome. Um, and that's, that's full term. And then as soon as they put that magical needle in my back, I was like instantly like. <laughs> Relieved,
2: yeah. Of okay. The pain it was
3: like gone, yeah. And yeah, and I didn't realize I didn't realize that forty-five minutes is a really long Caesar, and they um, couldn't get him out because he was so he was so trapped under my uh, lordosis. Right. So yeah, the high-risk doctor said that it's the, the hardest Caesar of his entire life. Wow, wow you made him they work. had to get forced in.
2: He earned his money, and also my abs
3: <laughs> are so strong. Right, yeah. of course. Yeah, exactly. So my abs are like Olympic, he said it's like Olympic gymnast abs because my glutes don't work, right? Right. So, um, yeah, but as soon as I had him, like the next day I stood up. Really? It was like unbelievable. It was honestly, because I was in so much pain and I was pregnant, I cannot begin to tell you Uh, how much pain I was uh, in. And the second day I was up, I stood up and it was just relief. uh, Um, And then from there it was just like as in, in terms of my disability, I was, um, I would never do it again. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it sounded like it was hard. Yeah, yeah, higher. yeah. Yeah, it was hard. And to be honest, I don't think my body would. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I I think I was just, I one was enough for my body. I don't think I should risk it again. Yep. Um, and I couldn't, put, I wouldn't put my parents through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I also became unexpectedly single too when I was pregnant. So Why? I was like, oh great, now I'm like, you know. Another, Another surprise! Yeah. Oh, you're single as well. Yeah, <laughs> people. Are yeah, so rude. being a mum, yeah, yeah, people a it, but being a mum with a disability, like I don't know any different. But I, um, I just had to find ways to carry and That was the only yeah. hard part was trying to figure out how to carry a newborn, yeah, who's in your chair.
1: Yeah, So I just
3: ended up getting a joystick. I yep. got a joystick chair, so I had one hand free. Yep, and I found this like lap baby belt. Yeah, so I, I, I strapped him in. Yep. And um to be honest, I reckon it was probably easier in a way than most of my friends because he never had to go into Pram. He loved it. He loved being yeah, on my lap. Of
2: course. He was with you. He loved it. He it loved was like the a,
3: motion love the motion. that's what that's what he was used to. Yeah. yeah. And even he's four now and he's still on my lap. Yep. He to me on my lap all the time. It's so, so cool.
2: I'm just thinking um, about when course, you have little babies yeah. and they're very unsettled and you rock them in the pram at home and you put them over like a lump in the carpet. Were you just doing that in the wheelchair? Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, to be honest, this sounds really annoying. I don't know how annoying it is, but I had a really easy baby. Yeah. Great. So, Everything about Kai everything about was easy. It wasn't easy. I developed in, uh, this thing called hormonal insomnia. Right, when yes. When I was pregnant, I didn't sleep uh, the whole time I was pregnant and the whole time I was breastfeeding. Oh, uh, So, yeah, so I breastfed him for like seven months oh, and then I had what to go on medication. Woman. So, yep, yep. Um, yeah, it's just about killed me. But I'm so lucky I've got him because I would have yeah. been, to be honest, I would have been faking it. Pretending like I didn't want to be a mum, of course, because I desperately, desperately wanted to be a mum. Yes, yeah, yeah. And also, I felt normal for the first time. It was like really weird because I'd never done anything normal. Yes, Yes. and you can just talk about where's the cheapest
2: nappies, where's the you know, and you can join in those conversations. Yeah,
3: Mm. and then I did it. I did the pregnancy, I did like it was all very, it was just cool to be, I don't know, just normal talking about normal stuff because you know it's like everyone always wants to talk to you about your disability yeah. yep. and it was just like I had this new person in my life where hopefully the attention was going to go off me but the problem is it doesn't mm. the issue is when you are a mother with a disability your kid has to hear yeah. what people say to me mm.
2: yeah
3: and yep. it's a I'll tell you what it's Constant. really challenging like yeah. everywhere I go people are asking me what's wrong with me what you know what have you done to yourself can I pray yeah. for you Oh. And you know, I've got a fight to fly. And like, I don't know if you know, but I recently got to up a Dreamworld toddler ride. Yeah, you know I did this hear story? this, but
1: tell I the mean, story. The peas may not know, may know. I remember, but yeah, tell us.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Down. So, to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, to get 30, better get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Yeah, so I went to Dreamworld, which I've been a million times, and went through three COVID checks and paid at the front, obviously in a wheelchair. It's my annual pass, and then yeah, got on the first ride with my toddler. He was three at the time. The baby dragon ride. Very, very, very dangerous. <laughs> the old baby dragon ride. The toddler ride. So I walked from the line to the ride. And when I walk, I obviously walk with, you know, the obvious gates.
5: Yeah.
3: I call them swagger, a, a limp. They got onto the ride, lifted him up onto the ride, and then the Dreamworld operator came over to me and said, where's your medical clearance? Which, as you know, we're asked that everywhere we go, Mm. but I'd never been asked for one at Dreamworld before Mm. on a toddler ride.
5: Mm. So
3: I said, I don't have one. And he said, we have to go back to first aid to get one. I said, mate, I can't get off this ride, not because I'm disabled, but because I've got a toddler.
5: Yeah, yes. toddler ain't
3: getting off this ride. No, no. you want to he, fight with he, him? He, you, you want to get him off? You, you, go ahead and see how it is. First ride too, so he's oh. not He said, you get off and just leave him on there. Oh. And I said, are you joking? Yeah. And he said, no, he's fine to come ride, you're not. <gasps> so in other words, my three-year-old, he thinks if the ride breaks down, that he's going to be able to get off the ride better or quicker than I am. And it's just crazy, this stupid perception of risk, isn't it, that we are just considered the riskiest people everywhere we go. Like I'm going, I'm looking at all the mothers on the ride or Mm. not on the ride and I can guarantee you that I could have got off the ride quicker than everybody else and I'm healthier than all of those mothers. Yes, most
5: definitely. It's
3: not a competition, but it it always is. It always is with us. Yes, And it was absolutely devastating for me to leave my three-year-old on that ride. Oh. So I had to pretend like I was fine because oh. I didn't want him to get upset.
2: Oh,
3: no. And then left him on the ride and it was just, not one person came over to me either, you know. Not <gasps> really? one person came over and said, what happened there? Are you or, okay?
2: Or can I or look after the little boy like, for you? Or
3: Also, yeah, but also like. If, if one other person had gone over to a Dreamworld guy and said, this is bullshit, she's yes. healthier than all of us, look at us. Yes. 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 All, we're all getting off the ride. Yes. It was yes. because they don't see me as a customer or powerful. Mm. So I, I actually filmed myself talking about it mm. and yep. it went viral. Yep. And Good. the reason it went viral is because so many people with a disability mm. talked about their experiences yes. with this stupid medical clearance yep. crap that is thrown at us mm.
2: all the everywhere time everywhere we
3: go yep. which isn't even real right if you, if you bring a gp and say oh hi i need a medical clearance for dream world or i need a medical clearance for a horse <laughs> and you're able-bodied the doctor's gonna say i can't give you a medical clearance for a ride or yeah, a horse you're taking the risk or going on a plane because then you're taking yeah. the risk and they are uncontrollable elements mm. And as we know, four people have died as Yes, well. yes. That's right. like on a ride. Yes. yes, and they weren't disabled people.
1: No.
3: So anyway, I had to go back to first aid and talk to some twenty-two-year-old non-medical person. Oh my uh, god, a dream work. You know what it's like, and I was yeah. crying, and he's like, "Why are you crying?" Oh. And I'm like, "Do you understand what you just put me through? Like, I could tell you I've got pork chop disease." Yes. And you're still going to give me the medical clearance, right? Yeah. doesn't matter what I say to you. Why are you putting me through this? Because there's nothing you know about my disease that I'm that, that you're going to be able to give me a medical clearance.
1: Yep.
3: So he just said, can you walk? And I said, obviously, yes. I said, but it's really annoying that you're just asking that because that means that people that can't walk can't go on the ride. Yeah. Is that right? He said, yes. That's our new policy. Oh. If you can't walk, you can't ride. Really? What? Now, that's disgusting. Yep. And in Disneyland and America, where it's illegal to do that sort of stuff because of the Disability Discrimination Act, they've got a hoist and a wheelchair yes. line yes. At yes, I've been
1: to Disneyland and seen. And it.
3: they say, "Which hoist would you like?" Oh, yeah. as it should be. <laughs> yes, yeah. So anyway, that I got, a, I got a medical clearance from him, and he told me which rides I can and can't oh, go thanks, on. Mate. Oh, thanks, mate.
1: Good, good. His twenty-two-year-old um, yeah. non-medical self. <laughs>
3: I know, right? But my three-year-old could get off the ride, right? Oh. And he could go on the ride by himself. How was he on the, girls, the ride? Was he
2: okay or was he scared?
3: Yeah, because I, I just faked it. I was like, yeah. hey, Kate,
2: Kate. Yeah, of course you know, right? did. I be,
3: And I was dying. Oh, I was just dying Connie. inside, you know? Oh. It was just devastating because it's not the first time either. no. I think once you get to my age, you're so tired. Yes, of, the fight. I know. That, of
2: course. Yep. You
3: know what I mean? Like, yep. it's like you're so fatigued.
2: Yeah. We of only the fight do, we do from the mummy perspective the fighting at school, the fighting through hospitals, the fighting through, you know, so we understand yeah, we it from can, that perspective. Yeah, totally. We can
1: step away from
3: it. When, yeah, but we you know, do step away from but, it. Yeah.
2: That's right. It's not the same. Yeah, but, uh,
3: but but it's the same for you. My mum's been on fight mode for 60, 70 years, and, and so are you. Yeah. We are on – doesn't matter if you're the mother or the, or the child. Mum was on fight mode all my schooling. Yep.
2: Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah.
3: You know, and now I'm on fight mode. But yeah. mum's still on fight mode.
2: Yeah. Because yep.
3: she's obviously watching she me now try and be a mum.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm. You know, and try and get my kid around and people saying things to me and me trying to shield him from it.
2: Yeah, and she loves really, you and Kai. So
3: you know, he, he's, he's going. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. really, Kai, Kai is going to live the life of a child with a disability mm. because whenever he's with me, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's, it's, i tell you what—it's much harder now. I find it so much harder because I'm trying so hard to shield him. Yeah, because I don't want to see. I don't want him to see me fighting. Yeah. Because he doesn't understand why I'm fighting. Yeah. And even when I come into Kindy, all the kids are at me. Yeah. You know, because they're full. Every time I go there, it's the same question. It's not their fault. No. I'm like, oh, parents, can't you explain to your kids? Please explain to your kids. That's enough. Yes. Yes. Explain to your kids.
1: Well, and this is why we need the Paralympics are awesome but this is why we need representation everywhere everywhere because if you don't see it then it is you know if i saw someone that walked into my kid's school that their skin was rainbow i know that the kids would say what's going on but if there were 20 people at the school with rainbow skin no one would say anything right it's just because we don't see it and i think like for me because my boys disabilities are invisible in a lot of ways Um, people really judge that as well. So I would just like to say to people, fucking step back. It's not your fucking business, (laughs) and don't do it anymore. (laughs) And
2: teach your children.
3: Teach your children. Yeah, teach your children. And also, if people only realise that until you ask me the question, what happened to you? What's wrong with you? What have you done to yourself? Yeah, I'm not wheeling around thinking that I have a disability. No,
2: No, until you bring it to
3: my attention. Yes. I've got no idea. Like I'm just, I'm just trying to get you know my yes. bed might have cold.
2: Yeah, and
3: <laughs> it's also I mean, not only is it none of your business, but what mm. you don't realise is that you may be the tenth person that day. But yes. what you don't also realise is when you say what's wrong with you, you're saying yeah. oh, I've got something wrong with me. Yeah. Mm. and then people always go into stuff they go into like oh have you tried this? Have you yeah, tried rehab? Yes. Oh. Have you tried gluten free? Yeah. <laughs> yes. oh, we know we know. Oh, don't
5: we know. Don't we know. Oh, don't
1: mindfulness we know. I've been, been sent one, books Mindfulness. Yeah, yeah mindfulness. Oh, I've just been oh, sent yeah. books. I just I refuse to even re-shop <laughs> them. I throw them out. I'm like no one needs to see this book. No.
3: <laughs> and it's just it's arrogant too to say that you're better oh. than. No, you're yes. saying you're saying and I, and as we know, plenty of able-bodied people who are miss, who aren't missing what I'm missing—muscles or whatever mm. your children don't have—they're not happy. So it doesn't no. make you happy no. being able-bodied, or you know. So it's like it's so arrogant to say, "Well, mm. oh, because you're disabled, you're lesser than, or you're miserable, or you're riskier." Mm. And the issue with it, or is, is that. Until we change that, we are never going to be able to gain employment mm. or be able to go on the rise of dream world or mm. fly. If we mm. don't stop this misconception that we're the riskiest people in the room to support, employ, or serve, because it's not true. No, and
5: it's the reason not we
3: can't true. get jobs is, and the reason we can't go to school easily is because it's because of this incorrect perception of risk.
5: Mm. You know, when I went to school, yeah.
3: No one cared, right? Everyone, I just did whatever. If I wanted to go up the stairs, I went up the stairs. If I wanted to be GK and the Neville team, I was GK. And it was so simple back then that they just thought, okay, well, David Zemmett's the tallest kid at school, right? So, David, you're responsible for coming. That was pretty much that role. So, I probably should have married David Zemmett. <laughs> <laughs> <the whole> <laughs> David, if you're listening. let's marry. David. Okay. <laughs> Don't no worry, I've Googled it. <laughs> I've, been on, I've been on Facebook. Facebook's talking. <laughs> when, when I was 14, all of a sudden public liability came in. Yeah. Mm. So all of a sudden my school, I don't know if it came in or it was just like my school was um, aware of occupational health and safety or workplace, mm. whatever the hell it was they used, and all of a sudden David couldn't help me anymore. Mm. So if I wanted to go to drama upstairs, oh. I couldn't go to drama. If I wanted to play sport, I couldn't play sport anymore. And from that moment onwards, that has followed me everywhere. Yeah. And like I said, when I looked around that day at Dreamworld, I was not the unhealthiest person. No, No, I bet you weren't. Absolutely not. Exactly. Not a chance. And I just really and truly don't want your kids and the next generation Mm. To be on fight mode. Yeah. Like you, I, it, it, it's so sad for me when I hear from parents mm. still fighting for their kids to go to mainstream school mm. or go to school at all. Yeah. And I just think, oh my God, my mother fought I know. behind Where yeah, have we come? I mean, oh my, it just it, it infuriates me because I just think to myself, a state school is a state school. Yep,
1: it's for everybody.
3: They're funded by the government. Yep to educate humans. Yep. And last time I checked, I'm a human. Yep. And your kids are humans. Yep. Therefore, they've got to figure it out. Yep. That's what inclusion means.
1: Yeah, and, and they've had a long they time. they can't figure it
3: out. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody's kids are annoying too. They
1: They're are. Like, hey, I've got some. They're very annoying. <laughs> <laughs>
3: See? Like, it's not like I'm just, you know, I was... A, because you have a disability it doesn't make you a harder student. I mean, sometimes it does and
2: sometimes
3: it doesn't. No. Typically no. speaking, if you figure out a safe environment for those kids, mm. turn off their fight switch.
2: Yeah, that's right. Great. That's right. I know. What I know. What can we learn from your parents, as us as parents? What What is there anything that, you, um, that we could learn from them? Because that's all I'm yearning is to look to the people ahead of me. How can I do a better job?
3: Yeah. Well, I think as a parent myself, you always feel like you're not doing yeah. you know, a good enough job. Yeah. And my parents, I guess, will – the reason why – I mean, I, I find it hard to believe this because if you knew my mum, you'd understand. She seems quite um, worried, anxious kind of person. Mm. So I don't know how she let me go the way that she let me go mm. because I fell over all the time. Yeah. Right, so I didn't use a wheelchair till I was 14. Yeah, so I would fall over all the time, or I would be trying to play sport and I'd dislocate my knee. Yeah, or I'd be the doctor would say, Oh, look how skinny she is, She's doing mm. too much exercise and yeah. being anorexic. Uh. So I don't know, I don't know how she switched off because I, you know, when my mm. kid falls over, he's, he's really tough, mm. and I find it hard enough to get my kid off the iPad. Like, yep. seriously, I find that. <laughs> excruciatingly I'd be like, how did my mother get me to do actually six hours of exercise a day and get me to the physio and get me, mm. like, and people were always saying to her, pick your kid up, like, she's covered in bruises, like, mm. and don't forget, back then, no one knew anything about disability. Yeah. So yeah. they were like, you know, everyone talked about me and I was very much the focus mm. everywhere that I went. Mm. I think the thing that I'd tell any parent, and that's not just parents of children with disabilities, is just help your kid find something they're good at. Yes. You know, and that's the most important thing is to help them find something they're good at Mm. and then just nod your head at their crazy, ridiculous dreams. Because my mum and dad nodded their heads at my crazy, ridiculous dream, not knowing that I actually would become a paralytic swimmer because, Mm. you know, obviously we didn't even know that existed. Mm. And they nodded their heads and I felt good and it was just l- lucky that I did become actually good at it. But I guess, you know, they didn't have a plan mm. and they didn't know that I was going to live. I mean, back mm. then they were told I was going to die all the time and I was yeah. going to mm. get worse. And I, I I just didn't see that pain in them. I just kept on like that if I wanted to do a triathlon dad would be like okay we'll push you up the hill yeah, yeah. And on the bike you know yeah. and I'd do a triathlon and I'd come last and I would do nippers and I'd come last and I, I don't know I, I don't think my parents are any different any other parents aside from the fact that they just let me hurt myself a lot and let yeah. me do all those things that I really don't have the right body for and I'm not sure how they did it because I find it hard as a parent. You know, mm. when you see your kid struggling, you, yeah. you, you sort of want to help. Yeah. Um, but but I guess I have to let him go and find something that he's good at, and he, and, and he hasn't found that yet. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> only four. He's not a good. He is not. He's not showing promising signs to be a swimmer. let like <laughs> <you> say that. <laughs>
1: Look, he might become really good at Minecraft. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Minecraft, that's
3: right. Yeah, that's right. right. Look,
1: before we let you go, I have to say that um, Mandy and I obviously wrote a chapter in the book for those peas that have read it about the phrase just a healthy baby. Yeah. You've done a whole TED talk Mm -hmm. on it, which, we, as I said, we'll link in the show notes. Um, I'm... Surprised, I hadn't actually seen it when I when we wrote the chapter, so, and we did
2: an episode early oh, god, on,
1: very early on, yeah. And
2: we just thought we were the oh, only ones really? that felt that way. So yeah. when you said all the Ooh. same things, I was like, oh my god,
1: <laughs> that was more succinct. Yeah, it was only a few minutes. We should was way better than us, <laughs> <laughs> way better. <laughs> um,
3: well, I did practice it a lot. It was, oh, I bet it you it did. I was very
1: good. It just yeah. flowed so beautifully. I was like, Look at
3: her talk. Oh, thank you. Ah. Thank you. Well, yeah, I, well, it dawned on me in my 30s when all my friends were having babies. Yeah. Yeah. And I was godmother. As you, you know, as I said before, nobody thought I could have a child, so I was, now I'm godmother 459 times. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just kept on hearing them say it. All I want to have is a healthy baby. Yeah. And, yep. of course, I'd, I'd heard it before, but when you're mature, when you're in that really in your 30s, yeah. kind of the clock is ticking. Yep. Yep. I it did it did dawn on me that I was the unhealthy baby yeah. that everybody says that they mm. don't want. Yeah, mm. and when you say that I want a healthy baby, you're actually saying you don't want yeah an unhealthy baby. Yeah, yeah. and I guess for me it was like, whoa, what does that mean then for us? Unhealthy yes. babies,
2: yes. because yes. when mum
3: and dad had me, you know, what does that mean? We're not wanted or we're lesser than? And we're stamped, I I guess, with that right from birth. Yeah. And, you know, even when mum and dad's friends have told me now, when they came into the room and saw me, they didn't know what to say. Mm. And that's the problem with saying something over and over again. Yes. You're so used to saying, all I want to have is a healthy baby.
1: Yep.
3: And then when they don't have one, you say... Sorry. Yeah,
1: you say congratulations and on your beautiful baby. Wow, exactly. you just gave birth. You exactly. must be so empowered as a woman. <laughs> you
3: know exactly. You say that's what and you I say. guess. I guess for me, yeah. And mm. it just it, it, when I was pregnant, I just said to everyone, you know, all I want to have is a happy baby. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: And we say because kind. I didn't know. that no. Better happy and kind. happy, yeah. and, kind. Just
2: happy and
1: kind.
3: But like, I. Yep. Yeah.
2: Because that is how we. Used, I used to stand yeah, no, around like just, in a group, and women would be pregnant, and they'd say, "I just want to have a healthy baby." And I'd be standing there with mine, and I'd think, "Oh, you're saying you don't want babies like mine?" Yeah. And I was just like, oh, exactly.
1: hard in my right. chest." Our kids are awesome. You Who don't know. Who wouldn't want kids like ours? How
2: much I love these babies! Yeah. How dare you say that? Yeah, it's. What was your reaction from the TED Talk? What Yeah, what, what was did the, the world say?
4: Yeah, it was very positive. I was so nervous because I didn't want to get it wrong because mm. I can understand that when you're saying it, you don't mean anything by it. Yeah. But that's the problem with language when we don't understand the implications to someone else because the w- the way that we talk about disability is very much um, negative. Mm. Like if you have a disability, you're lesser than yeah. and poor. you. Yeah you need to be prayed for, you need to be fixed. And when you have a disability, then living your life thinking that or believing that is not going to be a happy, purposeful, good life. And it's not true. That's right. The happiest people I know are my friends with disabilities. And I don't want to change the fact that I have a muscle wasting disease, but I do want to change the way that people talk about disability and people's perceptions Mm. and people's attitudes about disability because that disables me way more than my disability. Yeah, And I think COVID might have, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I feel like maybe the whole world has had a taste of what we live with, which is living in an uncontrollable body and living in an uncontrollable Mm. world. So it's now the best time ever for everyone in the world to have had a taste of what we what we live with and the feeling of losing control yeah. but also gaining so much happiness and perspective from knowing that I have no control. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I learned that a very very long time ago. Totally.
2: And it That's does powerful. give me
4: a freedom that I think should be celebrated. And why why does my disability have to be negative? I've got plenty of negative things about me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> my
4: disability. Don't just choose me, that one. I've got yeah. plenty of baggage that ain't got nothing to do with my disability.
2: Well, <laughs> us too.
4: That's right. That's right. As I'm wearing my dog earphones, Oh I, my god! I, I will have to take a photo. Yes, so you, have to, photo you have to see the photo, peas. The
2: computer cut out. She came back with new headphones. It's They're a dogs.
1: dog. <laughs> <laughs> one side's head, one side's tail. It's, <laughs> it's hard. To- <laughs>
4: We can't stop laughing. Desperate <laughs> times. Single mothers can do anything. Amen. Amen.
2: Okay, what is one thing that we haven't talked about today, Is something that we've missed that you want the P-Tribe to know?
4: I just want the P-Tribe to know that I really hope that you can one day turn off the, switch, the fight switch yeah. soon. I fight hard so you can turn off the fight switch oh, thank because you. it's not a healthy way to live.
2: No. Yeah.
4: it's not sustainable and it's not fair and I want you all to be present with your kids and what do I mean by that is that mothers of kids with disabilities are so future obsessed mm. like when I sit across as a social worker to a mother who's just had a diagnosis of a disability with their child they'll ask me about what's going to happen where can yeah. they get a wheelchair yeah. who's going to look after them where are they going to go to school what's going to happen yeah. in school where are they going to? Are they, they going to be able to get a university? Are they going to mm. get a job? Where mm. are they going to live? Yeah. What happens when I die? That's
2: mm. exactly what. we're Whereas we say. mothers
4: of children like mine, Kai, I don't think about those things. I'm not mm. worried about where he's going to live when I die. I'm not, gonna, I'm not. I'm not even worried where he's going to live as an adult because he's uh. always going to live with me.
2: Yes. <laughs> Especially with those so headphones.
4: I, <laughs> I I desperately want that gift to be delivered to you. Wow. Because I'll tell you a story just recently. Mum and I often go to doctor's appointments together with Kai, like, you know, vaccinations or whatever. And we went to a a doctor's appointment and we both were sitting there um, and the the doctor did whatever they do. And we sat there and he said, you can go now to mum and I. And we both looked at each other and went, oh, my, this is what happens. when You're with an able-bodied person. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so quick. Yes, he's like, you can get up now and go. And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> and it's so weird having a child without a disability. Yeah, because it, you're seeing like, oh, this is really quick. Medical is. Yeah, you're in and out, and it's really mm. easy, and you don't have to fight and beg and plead. And
2: same with school. That's
4: the gift I want to give to you all and to myself because I'm, I'm bloody tired of being on yes. The fight. Yes. Like, so. Yes. Come on. But the more people we can speak to about this, I can guarantee those people at Dreamworld, if they had known what I wanted them to do, which was fight with me, Mm. if if people on Qantas and Virgin knew that when we're getting kicked off a flight because we're in a wheelchair and we're considered dangerous or risky, if they knew, if they stood up and Mm -hmm. said this is not right, Kwanis and Virgin wouldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Yep. But All right, we right. need able-bodied people yep. to fight for us. Yep. With us. With, yep. And when we're not in the room, talk about us. Talk about disability in every possible way. It can't just be left to us. Yep. No. Because I march in Mardi Gras. I support Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Yeah. People. Mm. I do as much as I can for other diversity groups. Mm. But for some reason, I feel like it's really left up to us to fight for us. Yep. And we can't fight for the for the rights of us plus fight for just everyday stuff. No, so
2: no.
1: And you sometimes you your, just want to friends that.
4: Yeah, yep, we, we will. will.
2: They will listen. Yep.
4: Because they always are saying, don't they? They always saying, "What can we do for yep, you?" Absolutely. And then you can tell them, actually, <laughs> write yes. a letter. Yeah. Do you see this? Write a letter and stand up and yep. say this is not okay.
2: Yep.
1: Amen. That's and really for some powerful. of us to
2: just think about turning the fight
1: switch off. For the rest
4: of my life. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> yep. Yeah, for my next speech, I'm going to log on to my next keynote speech with these. <laughs> well, if there's and ever like if normal. you're
1: ever doing like a sports reporting or anything for the news, please wear them and then text us because we want to see it. <laughs>
2: We, greatest gift. We have loved meeting yes. you, loved hearing you your too. wisdom. Thank yes, you. thank you. Thanks for teaching Hopefully me stuff get today. we to meet soon in the, yeah. real, oh. the real world. Maybe next flesh. year. Maybe next year. We, yeah. I can't imagine. No. But, yeah. Anyway. Thank yeah. you so but, much. Like,
4: I can tell you're both Terry Liddell's. You're just like my mum. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> and the kids are lucky. Oh,
2: yeah. thank, thank, you. You, thank you. Thank you, Connie. Thank you. See you. All right. Oh. Bye. Okay. Bye. See you. Oh, those headphones are going to stay with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> Please, wait till you see the photo.
1: Wait till you see. If you're not on social media, just borrow someone else's phone and have a look at these hilarious headphones.
2: Sometimes the internet cuts out on us during interviews and it's frustrating and then we, can, we just came back and she had those dog headphones on. Because <laughs> <laughs> her headphones have run out of battery. Oh, It's, yeah,
1: Oh, it was so much nicer when we could all be together. I <laughs> know. Oh,
2: but, but you know, we got to speak to her. She's in Queensland. Yeah. I'm, like yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm so thrilled we have these capabilities yeah, to be able right. to keep doing this.
1: Yes. Yes. So she
2: was awesome. I was absolutely thrilled to meet her. Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah. Awesome. What a woman. What a woman.
2: Yeah. She's a powerhouse.
1: Yeah, she is. Yeah. But it's our turn to be powerhouses. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah.
2: I loved what she said at Everything. the end. Yeah, yeah. About turning off our... Yeah, High alert switch. I yeah. mean, that's that's hard, Very, right? The Very fight hard. switch. Yeah. yeah,
1: but yeah, really profound. Actually, it was really profound. I'm sure the peas loved it. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about our cry, life difference now. My cry this week is a weird one, but I've been watching the presses from New South Wales and Victoria. I know there's something wrong with me. Why am I doing it? I don't know. <laughs> um, and. Whenever they say, oh, we've had, you know, two people die, one had underlying conditions, I just want to cry because I'm like, no, 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 two people died. Yeah. I have underlying conditions. I'm overweight. So if I die of COVID, are they just going to stand up at a presser and go, a 49-year-old woman died, she had underlying conditions? Is my life worth less because I have an underlying condition? Mm. No. It's not. Someone's life is gone. Someone lost their mum or their sister or their best friend or their doctor or their whatever. I don't want to hear underlying conditions. I'm not interested. For me, it means nothing. People died that shouldn't have died. That's right. That's it. And I think it makes... Everybody else who doesn't have any underlying conditions think, oh well, it was, it's okay. Yeah,
2: oh, it wasn't me. Wasn't me. It wasn't my family member. And I hear
1: people saying, oh, it's not affecting healthy young people. Oh. I'm
2: like, oh, what right. a thing to say. Oh,
1: no. oh, anyway, so that it makes me, I suppose, less than maybe a rage, more than a cry. But it has really, really starting to dig in now, and I'm like, I don't want to hear this anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well in my self-preservation I have turned off nearly everything yes I've unfollowed pretty much anyone who lives outside of Victoria <laughs> <laughs> that's okay I'm just having a rest yeah yeah yeah
1: and because um, I think people in Sydney will now understand. understand um it's been going on for so long yeah, yeah and you've been you've been locked down for weeks and weeks we've been locked down I saw one of my friends put up on um Facebook, how many weeks kids had done remote learning yeah, for? Yeah, and I was like, wow, yeah, it's a it's a really long, long time,
2: you know. Um,
1: I'll see if I can find
2: it. Yeah, so I just thought I'm I'm just gonna have a break. Yeah, and um, they yeah. don't know because you're not no no, no you're not, not unfriending them or anything. So, but it just well, with self preservation, it is it is right now, and it actually it helped. Yeah, so helped. this
1: lost lessons. Over 2020 and 2021, ACT have done eight weeks. South Australia's done a week. Western Australia's done a week. Northern Territory's done a week. But they have had holidays brought forward, mm. right? So they've been in lockdown. They right. didn't have to do remote yep. learning. Queensland's done five. Tasmania's done seven. New South Wales is up to 15, which we know is brutal. And Victoria's done 29, mm. right? So really well, half see, of our That makes year, me
2: cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's been hard to watch our kids declining again. That's what makes me cry. Declining yep. <laughs> again. Because this time last year was bad enough. I know. And we didn't realise we had another year to go. We didn't um, and I don't have the words anymore to say no. like I'm I'm just not even saying any broken no, words. I'm not no, we're broken. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm no. not saying anything like that anymore. No, it's just like, no. well, the sun's shining today. Yeah. And
1: we really are enjoying small Yeah. Small things. The small things, which are the big things. And yeah. we really do get that and I am extremely grateful to, you know, be able to still podcast yeah, or whatever right. because all my other income's dried up yes. and, you know, all those things. But, yeah,
2: I think it's oh, it's tough.
1: It's just tough. That's the truth. So, anyway, happiness again. Yeah, so well, what's made a difference? Yeah, Let's made a difference. So
2: my friend's daughter was turning 11 this mm-hmm. week and she dropped around on Sunday morning a little scroll for Miss 10 mm-hmm. and in it was some clues to go to a destination to and you had to work out the clues and get to the destination. It was like an amazing race. Party. Amazing. incredible, right? It was so smart. so smart and so, I don't know how she had the energy, but she did and I'm thankful for those women that have oh, this energy so because great. it means that women like us that don't, like, yes. they can just take one for the team for a bit and then <laughs> I'll rise up and I'll try to do something yep, clever yep. in the school holidays to yep. help the 10-year-olds, right? Yep, yep, yep. So if we can all just take turns, I think, <laughs> with a bit of energy. So then we walked down, to we put the clues together, we walked down to the shop, got a hot chocolate, got the next clue, next day, or oh, then we had to go and get a clue. To get a, a biscuit, then the next day it was a clue to the scoop train. So to when get you an ice went cream. to the hot chocolate, they went the hot up, chocolate the, people, the, the little girls you had to go cube. up. And say my name's da da da, and they said here's your clue. It was like it's the amazing, amazing, race. yeah. And so it was fun. I mean, there was three days that we, we had, had something way to, to do. do, and it was within your five k. So it was about four days. So then it was ice cream. Then the next day it was some hot chips from a fish and chip shop, and then today was the penultimate, and it was handing the presents over the gate. Yeah, and then she handed a uh, a little box of cupcakes, and then the next clue was to the the Zoom party. This afternoon. Oh. oh, it was just clever and um, it really made a difference to Miss Tan and I this week. Yeah, oh, it really did. Oh, and I'm so grateful. Yeah, what a great idea. And we People went to click and collect clever. to get the present. <laughs> I was just like, do you want to come and get the present from Dimmix? And I was like, can I see my book in there? No. no. <laughs> I, wanted to, I had to knock on the door and I said to the lady, oh, hi. She's like, hi, what's your name?
1: So you have to actually walk up.
2: Yeah, you have to walk up, up to like, the door, like Bunnings, where they bring it out. No, to the no, booth. no. Well, this dimmicks is in a shopping centre yeah. at Eastland, so I had to yeah. go in, knock on the little sliding door, and then she brought the book out. Um, you know, I mean, what a day we what got exciting. a book. <laughs> but it was nice. Wrap the present, write in a yeah, card. Feels like normal. we can still do those things. Yes. So anyway, that made a huge difference. Very,
1: very clever, clever mum. Yep. So my. Um, Difference this week is that um, Woody, who just loves when he loves something, he really loves it, and yeah. that just brings me so much joy. Yeah. Anyway, he he sent me a message during the week and said, "I think I need an air compressor." <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I know. Just he just loves texting. Yeah, loves it. Oh, he loves it. Yeah, yes. I said I um, love that too. Why? Because I d- I think I just need one. I really think I need one. It's $89. It's at Bunnings. It's Ryobi. We've already got the um, (laughs) battery for it. And I was like, okay. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, let's get it. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) we ordered it. We did our click and collect, went to Bunnings, sat in the queue for a while. A long time. Yeah. And then this lovely person came and handed the air compressor and it was before Father's Day. And so she said, is this for Father's Day? and um Woody just looked at her and i was like no no it's for him <laughs> she goes well this has made my day <laughs> and i can't tell you how much he loves it oh. well, hours and hours with of the playing air compressor. with her yep. yeah um something not so awesome he did load up a straw with um so i love making gingerbreads and you put the little silver cash yeah anyway they got shot all around the house with the egg <laughs> But so many fun things that he's done with this air compressor. It's quite a noisy thing, so it's driving everyone absolutely <laughs> bonkers. But ah, uh, it's just made such a difference to see this oh joy, no, something new, that this air compressor. And I right. heard him out the front today talking to Buzz, and he said, "Look, I think we should try and get Mum to buy us Krispy Kreme donuts, but I got the air compressor. You got to ask." <laughs> That is the truth. That's my make a difference for this
2: week. And a laugh. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. My laugh was Miss Ten. I was trying to get her out of the doldrums of lockdown. Mm. And I said, What movie would you like to watch with me? And she said, Titanic? And I was like, (laughs) Okay. That's not gonna get you out of the doldrums (laughs) and it goes forever. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, All my friends have watched Titanic. I said, Have they? Really? She said, Yep. I said, oh, okay. Well, I suppose we'll, we can watch it. Right? Yep. You're nearly 11. Yep. yep. <laughs> so we watched it together. But when I said yes, she goes, yes, finally, I don't have to worry about spoilers from my friends. Oh. <laughs> and Lily and I go, uh, do, you know, do you know what happens with Titan? <laughs> There's a pretty big spoiler. There's a big spoiler. <laughs> We laughed for ages. <laughs> Spoiler, iceberg. <laughs> I said, oh, do you mean the storylines? Yeah, because like,
1: you, you know, think of everyone knowing. Yeah, it. fair we enough. No, what
2: happens in that three-hour movie? Yeah. Well, now we know. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of scary at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very. Obviously, we all know that. But- yeah. Um, she goes, oh, this is the famous scene. Is this the famous scene? I was like, yep, yeah, this is one of the famous scenes. You know, and on the edge of the oh, boat. The edge of the boat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when did that come out? It must be quite it's old a now. Long, yeah, I don't know. Over fifteen years. Yeah, or like, maybe nearly twenty years. Yeah, I don't know. I, I saw it at the movies. Long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, look, it's pretty good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it for a long time, but I really enjoyed it. That three hours flew by. I've got a
1: a dark secret. I've never read a Dan Brown book and I've never watched Titanic. Okay. I just spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> what the do you mean there's down. an <laughs>
2: Ship goes down. I've been to where they built the Titanic in Northern Ireland. but Well, I've never yeah, and I think you'd like seeing some of the Irish characters and the men on the deck playing their instruments till the end. And the, oh, oh yeah. there's a scene spoiler yeah. where the mum <laughs> is down below because of course there's not enough life rafts for everyone. Yeah. Boats, yeah. And so there's a mum and she just is reading a story and singing her kids to sleep so that they're not up in the chaos. And then they're and just gonna, they're gonna die. yeah. Yeah. Oh. I go, oh, this is my favourite scene. And my girls are gonna be like, This is the <laughs> worst scene. I said, no, I just think that mum, she, she loves. I her know it's children. fake. Yeah. But maybe one did do that and she just thought, I'm just gonna keep them calm. Yeah. That is a that's a mum. That is a mum. Right? Yep. Me, yep. I'd be up the deck going, take them! <laughs> <laughs> me too. Take them! You're to do my me! Babies. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> Charlie with a disability, yeah, get, me off get, first. get me off <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's anyway, a spoiler.
1: Yep, made me laugh a lot. Well, my the thing that really made me laugh for a long time was a couple of weeks ago. I was talking to, like, it wasn't just Buzz and Woody; the, the kids were all there, and I was saying how when I was in high school, um, I believed. <laughs> this is actually a belief, so I'm not. I'm not laughing at it. That. um if you went to the movies, your guardian angel would stay outside uh-huh. because that's what we were taught, right. right? Yep. So I remember going to the movies, sneaking into the city at 14 and going to the movies with my boyfriend, watching Top Gun Ooh. and thinking if the cinema burns down I'm going to die because I haven't got a guardian angel. Oh. And so I was really conflicted. Yes. A bit nervous but really wanted to s- sit with my boyfriend and see the oh. movie. So anyway. Anyway, I was just telling the story and just the look on oh. Woody's face I <laughs> <laughs> realized. And he goes, What do you mean? <laughs> anyway, so we've had a lot of discussions
2: oh, about yes. Guardian Angels. Yes.
1: Anyway, I sent him like seven texts. If he texts me and I don't reply, I get oh, hello, yeah. are, you oh, yeah. hello? Mom, are you there? Hello? Yeah, are right. you there? You have to reply that second. Yes. Anyway, I was comfy in bed, so I was like, Are you in bed? Can you answer me? Are you in bed? So I have to, you know, get up and yep. go down. Anyway, and then I got a text from him the next day about the air compressor. Have have we heard from Bunnings if it's ready yet? Yes. And I said, why should I reply? Because you never reply to me. Yeah. And he goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the guardian angel speaking. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, <laughs> I, ridiculous, but I cried laughing. <laughs> And I don't think you should talk to guardian angels like that either. <laughs> anyway.
2: Well, you're safe with him around. Yeah, yeah, I am. I've
1: got a guardian angel. It's got an air compressor.
2: <laughs> we have the best kids.
1: I know we really. really oh do. dear, we're so lucky. Oh, we're lucky. Anyway, Ooh.
2: anyway, peas. I just
1: want to say, if you've ordered the book off the website, you have made oh, Mandy and I you. the happiest peas oh, in the world. Really have. Right?
2: Thank you.
1: We had an email from our beautiful Sophie at Penguin, and she said book sales are down. Every single person that's released a book. Okay, oh. well
2: that's good. Oh. I'm laughing not because us. I'm
1: like, of course we had to release it during this time. Anyway, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, but. The fact that you are going on and buying our signed book, I'm enjoying wrapping them all. Yes. Um, now, I
2: enjoyed, you know, taking them to Australia Post. Yes, <laughs> Mandy Mandy takes them to
1: Australia Post. I do the fun thing. <laughs>
2: and then my personal assistant yes. takes them to Australia
1: Post. Um, and well, the I, wrote, like,
2: I wrote Kate and Mandy P as the who's sending it. Yes. So, I, just, I know. I hope you like it. I do. No, Don't not you, you them. <laughs>
1: Um. Now, there's big, big hold-ups with Australia Post yes, at the moment. Yes, there is. So
2: I'm, I'm like, why?
1: <laughs> anyway, know. so we're waiting for some to get delivered that we can send to you and then we're also waiting. Yours are probably held up. Yeah. Right? So, so there's big hold-ups. We're
2: doing what we can. But
1: thank you, thank you for ordering them. It's actually huge to us. Yeah, it is. And we love sending them out to you. Um. Uh, rate and
2: review. Rate and review. Go to the and merch the store. Yep. Buy some
1: umbrellas. Yep. Whatever Raids, you want to do. Yep. Audiobook. Yep. Wherever you want to.
2: Yep. Tell us what you think, um, yep. and send us speak pipes.
1: Yes, send us the speak yes. pipes, and we will keep and let making us know what piece. you thought
2: about Carney's episode. We'd love to know. Yeah. Okay. See you. Bye. Bye.